G'day folks, welcome back to another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. It's episode 173, I'm Alex Murray, and it's Friday the 19th of August. So this week we're going to take a look at the recent announcement of .NET 6 being available for Ubuntu 2204 long-term support and what that means, particularly from a security perspective. Plus we'll do the usual roundup of security fixes that have gone into the supported Ubuntu releases over the past week, including things like the Linux kernel, WebKit GTK, Unbound and more. So let's just get straight into that. So like I said, up first we have updates for the Linux kernel. Uh, these are for a bunch of different uh, Ubuntu versions. First up is Ubuntu 2004 long-term support, and that's a 5.4 kernel. This is also used as the hardware enablement kernel for 1804 long-term support. So that is, uh, you can install, say, essentially the 5.4 kernel on 1804 as well and get all of the features that that enables. In this update, there were 11 CVEs fixed, but uh, three of them were high priority, so I'll go through those. Two of those actually are covered back in last week's episode, which is uh, one within the NetFilter subsystem and one within the Network Packet Scheduler, so go have a listen back to that. Uh, but uh, this week, there's a new high priority CVE there, which is also within the NetFilter subsystem, and it affects kernels since 4.1, so it's been around for quite a while now. It's a type confusion bug that leads to a buffer overflow. And in that case, then you can get code execution within the kernel and hence a privilege escalation. Uh, it requires the attacker to gain uh, the capnet admin uh, capability or privileges, uh, which is quite privileged. And normally that's uh, just root has that. However, uh, with the use of unprivileged user namespaces, uh, as a standard user, you can create a user namespace where you are root within that and therefore have capnet admin within that user namespace and exploit this vulnerability as a result. Uh, so you can mitigate this if you want by disabling unprivileged user namespaces. Uh, however, that then may affect other things because uh, lots of applications nowadays uh, take advantage of unprivileged username spaces to do set up their own sandboxing. So things like Google Chrome and the like. Uh, so therefore their sandboxing uh, may not work as a result of that. Uh, but yeah, you can do that. I've got the command that you need to execute to do that in the show notes. It's uh, syscall kernel.unprivileged username space clone equals zero. But yeah, so if you do want to disable uh, unprivileged username spaces, you can do that. Uh, but it is a bit of a sledgehammer approach. Uh, or you can just install the updated kernel, obviously, to remediate that. Speaking of updated kernels, the 5.15 kernel that's uh, targeted for Intel IoTG platforms has been updated as well. This covers platforms like uh, the Atom X6000E, Pentium, Celeron N and J series processors. It's a heap of different CVs here are similar to uh, those ones I mentioned previously, as well as a fourth high priority CV within the POSIX timer subsystem. In that case, leading to a user after free, again, that could be triggered by an unprivileged user, leading to privilege escalation. Uh, this one only affects kernels since 5.7, so that's uh, only our newer releases. And yeah, that is for Ubuntu 22.04 long-term support. The 5.15 kernel, that is the uh, standard kernel in Ubuntu 22.04 long-term support, as well as the hardware enablement kernel for Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support was updated as well. Uh, it included all of those four high-priority CVEs. Uh, this is the kernel that is uh, optimized for public cloud. So we've got variants there for IBM, GCP, AWS, GKE, Azure, Oracle, as well as uh, for running under KVM and on the Raspberry Pi as well. Similarly, the standard kernel for Ubuntu uh, 22.04 long-term support and hardware enablement kernel in 20.04 long-term support was updated. Again, including three of those uh, high-priority vulnerabilities. That's the POSIX timer one, uh, net filter and network packet scheduler use after freeze and uh, our OEM kernels as well. So that's a 5.17 kernel for 22.04 long-term support users and 5.14 in 20.04 long-term support. All right, that's it for kernel updates for the week. Uh, the HTTP parser package was also updated for Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support. Uh, this is a HTTP parsing library written in C uh, by Joyent. 
Now, not surprisingly, it's not actively maintained anymore, but it does uh, parse uh, HTTP requests and responses without making any system calls, memory allocations, or buffering of data. So it sounds like the kind of thing that on the surface of it would be uh, reasonably secure. And actually in this case, you know, even though it's written in C, this isn't uh, the usual kind of memory corruption vulnerabilities that we would see in C libraries. And because it doesn't allocate any memory, uh, that means it's hopefully less likely to have memory corruption vulnerabilities. Uh, but in this case, yeah, it was more of a logic vulnerability and leading to possible request smuggling attack. In this case, it would allow potentially two copies of a particular header within a HTTP message. So you could include two transfer encoding headers. It would then process only the first and use that. That could then allow the second one to pass through to some other proxy or some other you know, backend system, uh, which would then use that and interpret that instead of the first one. And then because you've got a front-end and a back-end system interpreting two different uh, headers in this case, uh, then they could each use, say, a different length in terms of the total request size. One of them then uh, which would maybe disallow that I would actually then be allowed and that's what request smuggling is so yeah leading then to request smuggling as a result uh, the fix for that really was to then actually uh, abide both of those headers an update for booth uh, for Ubuntu 2004 long-term support and 2204 long-term support a single CVE here because it ignored the auth file directive in its config file. Uh, this is used so that you can essentially set a key that all of the booth instances will uh, use for authentication to each other. Uh, and the idea is then that obviously each of them should use that uh, to secure their communications with the other nodes. In this case, if it's not paying attention to that, then it ends up allowing any node that has that or not to communicate with it. Uh, this ha occurred as a result of some uh, refactoring of the upstream code and yeah, the fix for that was just to revert that refactoring. Uh, an update for WebKit GTK as well for our more recent releases. So Ubuntu 20.04 and 22.04 for long-term support. Three different CVEs were rolled into this. Uh, there was a heat buffer overflow in WebRTC, uh, the possibility for an out-of-bounds write, as well as the ability for websites to spoof the UI. Uh, all of those able to be triggered by malicious websites. And I guess the most serious impact of those would be remote code execution through that uh, WebRTC heat buffer overflow. Unbound, the DNS uh, resolver was also updated for a couple of different CVEs in uh, 18.04, 20.04 and 22.04 long-term support. In this case, it failed to properly handle uh, delegation caching. In this case, an attacker could query Unbound just at the time when uh, some cache delegation info was about to expire. As a result, Unbound would then query the uh, upstream uh, potentially malicious name server, which could then delay its response until uh, that cache entry in Unbound expired. Uh, then Unbound would receive that response and as a result would overwrite the now expired entry in the cache with the same information. And then th therefore an attacker could continue to keep kind of doing this as it would expire each time and hence keep that rogue delegation info in uh, the cache for Unbound. And what else? We had a uh, regression update for PyJWT. This is for Ubuntu 22.04 for long-term support. When that was originally patched, uh, we included the upstream patch, and that actually was uh, a version update for upstream where they updated uh, the version from 2.3.0 to 2.4.0. So therefore, including this patch meant that uh, the version of Ubuntu kind of internally got bumped, so all the files got installed under a 2.4.0 path, even though uh, in Ubuntu the package is still called 2.3.0. And so that was fixed just to remove that little internal version bump as well. And that is it for the week in security updates.
Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to mention in this week's episode is the recent announcement of .NET 6 being available in Ubuntu 22.04 long-term support. This was announced by both Microsoft and Canonical. Uh, so the, this is now in the .NET 6 package, D-O-T-N-E-T 6, uh, and it contains the .NET 6 SDK, essentially allowing you to do .NET development on Ubuntu, which is awesome, and I guess integrates really nicely with things like uh, WSL. And I guess why this is uh, security relevant in the future, Microsoft will also share CVE info that affects things like .NET uh, with Ubuntu ahead of time before public releases are made. That means that gives us time then to get uh, security updates prepared ahead of time. So when the information for those CVEs is made public, we can then release those packages at the same time. And there's a bare minimum kind of time lag between uh, CVEs being publicly known and packages or updated packages being released. So that's really cool to see. Thanks, Microsoft. Uh, also in this announcement is the announcement of new so-called chiseled containers. These are ultra slimmed down Docker containers that provide just the bare minimum needed. Now, for a long time, uh, Ubuntu containers have been provided, but these are pretty big, pretty beefy. They're kind of like almost like system containers, a little bit like, I guess, LexD containers. But uh, yeah, they're quite big and they resemble really sort of like a normal uh, Ubuntu install. But uh, in lots of use cases, people want to use smaller containers. You know, there are things like Alpine and the like that's become very popular because it is uh, targeted at really small deployments, really small containers. And so these new chiseled containers are kind of the canonical take on uh, these distroless containers concept. By uh, doing this, uh, result in on average about 100 meg saving in the size of the container while still providing everything that you really need. As I say, this is quite similar to Alpine. Take, for example, the ASP.NET uh, container. So for this new chiseled Ubuntu 22.04, ASP.NET comes in at 104 megs. And if we compare that to the ASP.NET 6 Alpine container image, that's 100 megs. Very similar size uh, between the two now. Alpine has traditionally been praised for their minimal size, but they do that uh, in a number of ways, in particular by using a different libc, uh, they use muscle, which is uh, known to be a lot smaller, but then has a lot of differences at runtime as a result. It means often that you actually need to kind of recompile a heap of different packages against that. Uh, so instead now, uh, by having these chiseled Ubuntu containers, you get the familiarity of Ubuntu with all the standard libc and everything else that you normally use and know uh, without having to sacrifice that uh, size. You know, they're really uh, comparable to Alpine containers in terms of deployments. Now, obviously, that also gives you cool security benefits like a decreased attack surface by shipping only the bare minimum of what you need. There's a lot less things there that could potentially be exploited or you know, exposed as a result. The other thing about this is that it has the benefits of a secure supply chain from Canonical direct to Microsoft. And so therefore you can trust the provenance of these new Ubuntu based .NET images. Uh, instead, uh, Microsoft were previously pulling those from Docker Hub. And I guess there's that intermediary there that uh, you now don't have to worry about. In the future, Microsoft will also be signing these images as well so that consumers of them can also verify them too. So that's really cool to see. So yeah, if you are someone that is interested in doing .NET development or using .NET uh, on Ubuntu, uh, that's now really easy. As I say, the packages are in the Ubuntu archive. You can just apt install .NET 6 and uh, go ahead with it. Or yeah, you can use these new uh, .NET uh, containers as well, uh, and particularly the chiseled containers. All right. And so that takes us to the end of this week's episode. A bit of a shorter one this week. Uh, but if there's anything you want to get in contact with the team about anything you've heard on this uh, or anything else security related, you can always email us at securityubuntu.com and we hang out in the Ubuntu-security channel on labera.chat, the awesome IRC network. And we're on Twitter too, at Ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks everyone for listening again for another week. I'll be back again with you all next week. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. 